If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. Hello, hello, everybody. Once again, it's Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, the show that helps you make all of your financial dreams come true. Come true for the low, low. Cost of 10%. 10% of whatever you make from our ideas. You give to us. You give to us. That's right. We don't do anything. We just pitch golden opportunities to you, and you pitch 10% back to us. (laughs) It's pitching 10% back to us. Yeah. Pitching. Yeah. Okay. Pitch 10%. Yeah. Okay. Would you say pitch ten? Pitch. <laughs> ah, you silly boy! Oh, ooh, ooh! Good start to the show. Yeah. How's it going, Josh? Good, Noel. How's it going with you? It's going pretty good. Uh, you know, I got a little story I wanted to say. I was reminded the other day. Uh huh. I was going to work, and there was a woman and her child getting on the subway at my local station. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to go up and say something to her because a year, about a year ago. The same mother and child were getting on the same station while I was also going to work. And uh, the child at that point was in a stroller. And there was a, a homeless guy on on the train. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this guy around, but I've seen him several places. And he will just kind of repeat these like phrases over and over kind of like they're educational kind of like they're propaganda and uh so it'll there'll be things like if you get too many chips in the kitchen it'll spoil the dinner <laughs> i don't know and then he'll guy. repeat it and then put uh-huh. in something all the time like unless your name's obama <laughs> like <laughs> like it, 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 it's just kind of weird what he does uh-huh. right so uh, this woman gets on the train, and she's about twenty feet away from this guy, who is, uh, you know, going through his shtick, and uh, he starts like making eye contact with the little kid, and doing his shtick straight to the kid, and big grin on his face. It's not like menacing in any way, mm-hmm. and the kid is loving it, right? Mm-hmm. And the mom's there, and you can see like she's got, she's got a problem with it, but she's like. She kind of settles into it, and she's like, well, maybe this is you know, a teaching moment where my child is in New York City <laughs> communing with the, with the lesser offs, uh-huh. and, uh, and the kid starts going real low at first, like, you are a weirdo, <laughs> and, and the mom hears and is like in panic trying to hush this kid up and the kid just doubles down and starts like yelling like you are a weirdo and the mom's sure this guy's gonna come up and like shank her or something like that and the guy didn't have a problem with it but Uh but the mom went into just terror it looked like she thought a, a bus was barreling down on them or something it looked like that's amazing yeah that's amazing. I love when the politically correct moms get put in their place by their kids. <laughs> <laughs> Happens all the time. I was uh, uh, speaking of mother and children. 
I was walking Herschel just yesterday. Mm -hmm. This is an actual story that actually happened within this week. And uh, I was on my phone. I wasn't on my phone, but I was trying to text and take care of some business Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Big GRQ business. Oh, yeah. Um, Big business. Big business. Big business. (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know... Herschel has had a problem recently. I think I may have even brought this up. Where out of the blue, he's just started eating shit. Okay, off the ground, which I I have read it may have something to do with his diet and that he's not getting enough things and poop. Can, you need more poop in his diet. Need, <laughs> <clearly>. <laughs> Vitamin poop. We all need a little more poop in our <laughs> diet, really. And, and uh, he, you know, he pulls a lot when I walk him, and so he's like, I'm texting. He's pulling, and suddenly I hear this woman scream, "Don't eat that." And I think, oh, my God, my dog's about to eat shit. And I turn my head, and I look down, and Herschel's looking up at me, and I look behind me, and there's a little kid stooped over a pile of dog shit. Not my dog shit, but dog shit. And about to shove their hands in it. And, like, you know, squatted down, you know, still in diapers kind of kid, Mm -hmm. toddler, tooth, maybe three years old, and stopped, and it's, like, squatted over it, hands over it, and looks up at his mom, and he goes... I can touch it? <laughs> and the mother goes, no, you cannot touch it. And she goes, I can touch it. <laughs> the mother's running like, no, you cannot touch it. She's like, I can touch it. <laughs> the mother just swoops in and grabs the child and lifts her away from the, from the, from the shit. And she goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did I scare you to me? Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. I thought my dog was eating shit. It's much was much better that your child was trying to. Um, yes, everybody, bring your kids to New York City. <laughs> you know, you, 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 I remember the days when you know the pooper scooper prior to the pooper scooper logs, yeah, logs laws, yeah. Where I mean, it was like a minefield of feces all over the streets in New York. You you would walk down the block, and if you were not looking down, oh, yeah. you, you were stepping get, in, in it. poop constantly. Stepping in poop constantly. But, you know, uh, story about Herschel, story about dogs, story about kids. What do you think today's uh, topic is, Noel? What do I think it is? Yeah. I think it is pets. That is right. You are correct. (laughs) (laughs) We made a joke before we started that kids are human pets. Oh, yeah. Well, they are. Yeah. I mean, you know, responsible to raise them, feed them. Teach them something, mm-hmm. and then let them out in the world at some point. Yeah. The only difference is, is unfortunately, they don't die after 13 years or so. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Boom! Uh, um, yeah, pets. I mean, we've had a dog walking show yeah. where we broached pets partially. Partially. But, Mostly uh, on the walking angle. That's right. We were on the walking angle. But, you know, pets, big money in this country. Huge money. Big, big money. Um. You know, I uh, was kind of looking at uh, what it is that people uh, spend their money on with their dogs All right. and okay. cats and things like that. I did that. not look at that. I should have before I came up with my ideas. <laughs> yeah. that maybe I'd have <laughs> make sure I'm on the money. But. And uh, one of the biggest things that they spend money on for their domestic animals is outfits. All right, sure. Clothes. Yeah. For their pets. Yeah, you don't want a naked, gross dog. No, God forbid a dog just rely on its fur. No. No, why would it do something silly like that? And then I thought to myself, well, you know, clearly everyone's got the market on that. Mm -hmm. What is the thing that is the next big thing that people haven't really tapped into yet? And I was thinking to myself, well, pets, you know, dogs, cats, 
And then I was thinking about, I don't know if you remember, a few years ago there was a guy in New York <clears throat> who, in, uh, who was living in a housing project, and he actually had a tiger yeah. in his home, along with several other exotic He animals. had like an alligator, too, yep. or something like yep. that, and like a boa. <clears throat> and... Yep, in a two-bedroom apartment yeah. in a housing project, which is crazy to me that he was able to keep those there for as long as he did. Mm -hmm. And this tiger never went out. <laughs> Obviously, sure. Um, I don't remember the 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 situation and how he got them and all that, but he had alligator, he had a boa constrictor, he had a fully grown tiger, he had uh, you know several uh, rare exotic birds, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I thought, you know, people, if you go on any uh, uh, online media site, yep, constantly showing how cute these exotic animals are oh yeah baby tigers the tiger what is it the lion the tiger and the bear that are best friends oh my <laughs> the guy who the guy who 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 raised uh apes in 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 england and to, only to set them free and going back after 20 years and they remember him yeah and his daughter and I thought, what's the thing that people want so much they can't have and that is exotic pets yeah they sure right? do I thought well how about costuming your pet <laughs> to look like another kind of animal? All right, yeah. I so like I started it. started looking for that, and you know there were definitely costumes for animals, but they were kind of ridiculous looking. It still looked like a dog. Mm -hmm. But in my searches, I found out that in China, the hot new thing, and you got to remember China. And this is true. I don't want people to think that I am being... Uh, this is an actual cultural reality. Uh, as China... Uh, China used to not care very much about house pets. Mm -hmm. It okay. was a luxury. And I think it is still considered a luxury. And in a good portion of it, specifically dogs, they still eat dog. I think we've all seen the headlines recently about there's the big dog-eating festival. Mm -hmm. It's called Fragrant Meat, and it's actually become even more expensive because that, too, has become a luxury in many sections of China. But house pets were never, uh, apparently, were never really a thing. But as their economy has grown, the sort of westernized idea of having pets in your home, particularly dogs has become a really big thing. And so there is the latest craze is dying pets to look like wild animals. <laughs> so, of course, it's China. Mm -hmm. You're seeing lots of, like, chows, which are big fluffy dogs, being dyed to look like pandas. Okay. Um, there is uh, uh, another one, and, and we'll put some pictures up because they're really freaking adorable yeah but they do full-on panda dye where they do the black eyes and the ears they dye them all white and then they they do the legs um and then they'll have like parades where they'll have the mama chow looking like a big panda and then all the baby chows like little baby pandas uh, cuddled up you know what what <laughs> those people owe us 10 percent uh, because i don't know if you remember there was a show when we discussed uh Dying dogs to look like pandas for something to do with panda poop. Do you remember what it was? Yeah. Well, we were talking about we were talking about panda panda selling panda poop uh, uh, for fertilizer. Yes. Because that tea is the most expensive tea in the world, That's and right. the guy is using panda poop from a nearby panda sanctuary to uh, to do it. And we thought, well, maybe we could make it was more of a scam. Yeah. You know what? We're coming after you, China. We are China. <laughs> we're calling all our lawyers China. right now. 
us and Trump, we're coming yeah. right after you. Yeah. Uh, there is a beautiful golden retriever that's been dyed to look like a tiger. <laughs> and it's, it's incredible what they do. And it's only in China yeah. right now. China. That needs to come over here. No one's doing it over here. You're seeing people dyeing them. I have seen the sort of like little fluffy dogs that are dyed pink, various colors, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, to match other people's outfits. To me, that's ridiculous. Dying your dog, putting out a salon that dyes your dog to look like wild animals. Yeah, I like it. Uh, so there you go. That's our first one for okay, you guys. Okay, you know, I have something that is semi-related to that. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a little bit different, but it does have to do with uh, disguising your pets and dying. Um, <laughs> dying? Dying or dying? Dying. Uh, <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Gates of Heaven, the documentary? Uh, what's it about again? It's about a pet cemetery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have uh, seen it. Yeah, I love it. I own that movie. Um, but so that got me thinking about. Uh, at first, I was thinking about pet cemeteries. But if you've uh -huh. watched that movie, you know what a horrible, horrible business venture pet cemeteries are, because there's just no money in them, and they have to hold that land for so long, and it it's it's a a bad, bad, bad investment. Mm -hmm. So I looked and. There, sure enough, are a lot of people getting their pets taxidermied, uh, and I looked it up, and I found a price list on a place called PerpetualPet.net oh in Fort Pierce, Florida, <laughs> uh -huh. and they charge by the pound, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it is for a zero to two pound pet. You're paying three hundred ninety-five dollars. Mm -hmm. Two to five, it's six twenty-five, and it goes up to seven to ten pounds is eight hundred twenty-five, and then seventy bucks per pound after, after that. that. Wow! So uh, Herschel would cost uh, thirty-two hundred and seventy-five dollars to get taxidermied. I can't let Deb listen to this and episode. No, 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 no. We're going to get away from this, uh -huh. but. Uh, you know, and they showed a lot of pictures of them, and they all look like they're sleeping in a corner, basically. Uh -huh. <laughs> they're just rolled up with uh -huh. like on something fluffy, uh, and they just sit there. Boring, right? Uh -huh. Totally so, boring. I thought what would be better with the same concepts is, uh, you know, there's a lot of like robo dogs out there now. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I went I went to a site called bestrobotic.dogs.com uh -huh. and the number <clears throat> one as far as best, not top selling, just right. best robotic dog dog out there is called Genbo SD Robotic Dog Artificial Intelligence Pet Robot. Uh-huh. It costs twenty one hundred dollars. <clears throat> wow. And it recognizes its owner, understands over a hundred commands. Has AI, so it, it it's not like a remote control dog. It right. wanders around and does its own thing, and then will interact with you. Uh, and then the number two is called Zoomer Interactive Puppy, and that's only one hundred and seven dollars. Um, so my theory was, you take one of these robotic dogs, mm -hmm. and you take the fur from your deceased dog, mm -hmm. or they have robotic cats if you want to do this with right. a cat, and you make a suit out of it, and you dress the robotic dog uh -huh. up in your deceased dog's skin. Uh, 
So horrible. And, and that way, you, you can even have it zip up. So uh, you can take it off and wash it. You, right, can, yeah, yeah. you can put it on the next model that comes uh-huh, out. So you uh-huh. always are cutting edge. You can upgrade your you dog. Can, you can upgrade it. And if you are selling this, you not only are charging for the preparation of the animal, uh-huh. um, but you also are taking a cut and selling these robotic dogs. Well, yeah, that's your business. I mean, that's your eventual business is sort of the animatronic robotic uh, relief of your pet. Although I still, uh, you know, I think you're going to get a lot of competition from the cloning world well i don't know that i looked into that that's a that's big bucks it is big bucks you know i i, I could skin a dog and then make a <laughs> suit out of that pretty cheap could you, could you? yeah i'd it, love to watch you skin a dog <laughs> would you? i'd love to watch you go at All skinning right. a dog Sometimes see how that Josh turns out get a couple beers i'll stand <laughs> skin a dog when herschel dies i'm giving you a sharp knife and herschel yeah and i'm gonna let you go at it and if you skin him perfectly mm-hmm. that we can wrap that carcass around a, a robotic dog you're my hero. Okay, I will. Right. We'll, I'll give you something. We'll it figure is a it out. Deal. All right. um, but I also figured, you know, that's great. You've got a lot of people, bereaved pet owners, who want to get this done. But that's only so big of a market. Oh my gosh! So if yeah. you really want to, you know, juice this market up, uh huh. You, you just buy uh, deceased animals, <laughs> and you <laughs> make suits out of them, and you sell these. Animal suits as accoutrement for people that own robotic dogs. So someone could buy a pug outfit for their for their Genbo uh-huh. robotic dog, right. and they could have a pug for a while. They get sick of pugs, so they go out and they get a German Shepherd and put it on there for a while. Uh, you that's know, gonna be, that's going to be a saggy suit on that little Jinbo. Well, yeah, I'll uh, <laughs> some nips, some tucks. No, but I think it's a good idea. You have, uh, you cover a lot of bases. You got to cover the people who want a new pet. Yeah, who want an old pet to seem like to still be around. Yeah, um, and it always fits. The best thing about it is, is you never have to take them for a walk. Yeah, and, they and, don't poop. They don't pee. They don't eat. Yeah. If you look at the overall cost of what it costs you over a life over the lifetime of the dog in all the various fees, twenty five, even five thousand dollars is a drop in the bucket. Yeah. It's nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Uh yeah, I agree with you. It's it's a lot of money it costs to own a dog. Mm-hmm. This thing, you just, you know, one time fee. Yep. You recharge it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You can even have multiples with the different with the different outfits. You can have you can you know whatever two hundred bucks an outfit, right? And by an outfit, I mean skin. Yeah, of course. Uh, we're talking about skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two hundred <laughs> bucks skin. And I can't imagine that the you know most places would happily give you dead dogs. Oh yeah, any sure. place that's got dogs dying there, you know, it costs them money to have to do something with them. Yeah, if you're there to pick them up and take care of the, you know, don't don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, you know, I I did read something interesting from these taxidermy sites I was looking at, uh-huh. <laughs> and they uh, suggested that because you're grieving so hard, <laughs> you know, your your ideas of what you want to do may change over time. So right. they strongly suggest keeping your dog in the freezer for at least several months. Oh, absolutely not. And and they and they uh, I forget how long <clears throat> they said you could do it for, but for a long time you can keep this dog in a freezer. Yeah, like six months, I would imagine. I think it was more than that. Well, whatever. 
you know, just <laughs> that like that reminds me of a story when my father's grandmother uh, passed away. Uh, she had come over from uh, uh, Russia to live with them. Mm-hmm. This was in uh, this was in the uh, you know late forties um and uh mid 40s i guess and uh uh <laughs> and she died yeah and they were in an old walk up apartment in yonkers they were very poor um and uh they did not have uh, a regular refrigerator it was still an ice block refrigerator and when she died uh there was a gravedigger strike Oh, no. And it was the middle of summer. I don't know if I like where the story's going. And they went out and they bought a uh, a coffin. Uh-huh. And they brought it upstairs and they put her in the coffin. And for five days after she died, in the middle of summer, they had to bring up blocks of ice oh. and keep her on ice. Oh, that's where the saying comes from. <laughs> yeah. Right there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And and uh, that just brought that story back to me. Yeah. Um, and so when my father was like five, six years old, he spent five days in the middle of a broiling hot summer in an unair conditioned apartment with his dead grandmother on their kitchen table, basically, oh, yeah. <laughs> in a coffin wow. on ice. Um, <laughs> wow. You, you know what uh, was interesting looking into this, too, uh-huh. is uh, along with taxidermy, a big thing people are doing with their pets is getting them freeze-dried. And they are put in a position and put in a freeze-drying machine. Uh-huh. And it's slowly over... If you have a bigger dog, it said it would take several months right. to slowly extract all the moisture out of this dog, and you're basically turning the dog into a statue. But don't they kind of shrink and shrivel up? I guess I not. Know. It if sounds horrific to When me. you look at freeze-dried foods... yeah. They're all they're you know a, mm-hmm. a third a third the size of what they normally are and they're crispy and crunchy and they're kind of fragile. Yeah, maybe it's done. Maybe it's done so slowly to sort of preserve the. Uh, oh, that's awful. Yeah, maybe they do I like a good layer that. of shellac or something. That's on possible. There too. Yeah, I can't imagine that at all. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, you know, we, uh, our dogs, uh, we've cremated. Yeah, which I guess is pretty common. And then I was thinking, well, you know. We did that tip of the week last week mm-hmm. where the guy takes the cremains mm-hmm. and he will use it in a, some sort of artwork. Yeah. and But we hadn't said about that. No, he didn't say anything about pets. And no one does it with pets from what I can tell. Right? You get your remains. They're in a box. And that's it. You do with it what you want. To me, the whole idea, do a portrait of your pet with the cremains. Yeah. And you can hang it on your wall, and it's textured. So if your blind friends come over, they can feel it, and it's like Braille. Yeah. They can f- pet your dog. It's it's it would be great. Yeah. And maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll hire <laughs> one of our friends, Matthew Fisher. If your former guest, Matthew Fisher, if you're listening, I know yeah. you're an abstractionist, but you know, you could do a portrait for us after Herschel passes away using his cremains. I would love it. Um. <laughs> You know, uh, I, I I think we got time for. I'll, I'll just give it a little quick one too okay. that I've got. So, my girlfriend, 
mm-hmm. is dog obsessed right now. Uh huh. She wants a dog like nobody's business. This has been going on for a while. It has. And we we've you and I have had this discussion in private about uh uh her wanting a dog. Yep. Like weeks ago, we were talking about this. Yeah. And we thought for sure. You thought for sure. She was getting one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they've got um, basically like dating apps that match mm-hmm. you with dogs and uh, find your perfect match. If that's too much work for you, uh, you can hire a matchmaker to pick out the perfect dog according to your criteria. It's completely insane. Yeah. So that market's all taken, right? Uh-huh. But you know what's not taken what? is there is there's a there's a match.com for pets, but there is no Ashley Madison for pets, <laughs> right? So my idea is you get pet owners to list their pets uh-huh. on uh woofymadison.com. <laughs> Woofy Madison. <laughs> yeah. And uh other people go and have affairs with your pet, meaning uh-huh. they Take your dog out while you're at work, and you know pets are very therapeutic for older people, uh-huh. for kids. Yep, yep. A lot of people that are pet obsessed may just want to get that itch scratched by walking a dog here yep. and there. And you could take care of a lot of your costs and a lot of your concern about your dog being home alone all day mm-hmm. by letting other people pleasure your pet pleasure while you're your not pet. around. I think that's a great idea. There's a guy in this neighborhood mm-hmm. that rents his dog out. <laughs> okay. For people if they want to walk a dog or do any of that kind of uh-huh. stuff. You know, I wonder if it'll end up being like the real Ashley Madison where there's no actual pets <laughs> on the side. <laughs> it's just perverts. It's just perverts. Well, it's, no, no, no. There's no sex allowed. I understand. I get it. But you know, but we don't uh, look. We yeah, don't ask. exactly. That's whatever people do <laughs> yeah. with their dogs or, or cats or whatever is what they do. Uh-huh. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I've never understood why there hasn't been kind of a rent a pet, even if it's not an Ashley Madison, some kind of rent a pet kind of situation where it's a it, you're 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 a kennel. You have all different types of dogs, and people can just come. And even if they want to, you know, the whole I, I had thought of the idea. Uh, you know, we've seen the cat cafe pop-ups mm-hmm. here in New York. And I know that's all coming over from Japan. And I went over and looked and like, what other animal cafes does Japan have? Yeah. And they have a lot. Yeah. There are uh, 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 dog cafes. Sure. Where you walk in and there's like 20 dogs that just jump on you and lick you and love you. I like There it. are uh, several exotic bird cafes Okay. Uh, for parrots, specifically owls. They have a thing for owls. Ooh. I don't know why, but a lot of owls, little the little cute ones. Yeah, you know, they're that vicious. You, they, are, they can be. I guess you could feed them uh, mice and stuff like that and watch them fly in and kill things. Mm-hmm. But it's also you're there during the daytime mostly and they're just asleep because ah, they're yeah. nocturnal, you know. Um, there is... <laughs> shh, don't wake <laughs> He'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Rip your eyes out. Uh, There are snake cafes. Uh Um, There are uh, gerbil and hamster cafes. So a variety (laughs) of cafes. But these cafes can exist in New York other than as occasional Mm pop-ups because of the, uh, uh, and most of America, because of the health code laws and animals in restaurants. All right, sure. Which is just illegal. Um, but why not open up a rent-a-pet slash someplace you can go and pay a fee and sit in there 
and just be loved by your animals of choice. Sure. Whatever your thing is. So you're in a room just surrounded by these animals. You know, you can take them for a walk. Obviously, you have to leave ID and, mm-hmm. you know, a down payment and stuff like that. So if you decide to run off. And then on top of it, if you want to buy or adopt the pet for a fee, right, there you go. It seems like the perfect kind of setup for a, an adoption agency in this city. Yeah. And yet no one's done it. Because why buy the dog when you can get the milk for free, you know? That makes no sense <laughs> whatsoever. Perfect sense. Uh, no, no, but it's okay. It's all right. Uh, well, anyway, around this point, uh, every every week we give you a topic and just give you ideas to make so much money. It, it's disgusting off the topic. Uh, but we also... Slip in the middle, uh, just a tiny little nugget full of other knowledge of other ways to make other money. So if you only have a few minutes, if you are waiting for a bus, sitting on the toilet, stuck in an elevator, if you are walking a dog, freeze-drying your dog, recharging (laughs) your robotic dog that's wearing the skin of your old dog, uh, listen to this. And make some money and then come back later and make more money. So, Joshua, take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Think your job sucks? Well, it could actually stink. How does being a professional armpit sniffer sound? According to SimplyHire.com, armpit sniffers make an average of $75,000 a year working for cosmetic companies. They spend their days in a hot room sniffing up to 60 armpits an hour to determine the effectiveness of deodorants. The work requires a good sense of smell and a willingness to get up close and personal with a stranger's sweaty body. I guess you could call those armpits money pits. I guess you could. <laughs> uh, how, how much did we recently had a, a fart smeller, professional fart smeller? How much did that they was make? that was in China? Yeah, and that was a uh, uh, Chinese equivalent of uh, fifty thousand U.S. dollars. Which, if you you uh, make fifty thousand U.S. dollars, it's really like having a hundred fifty thousand dollars in China. So it's not as much. It's not. You well, know, this is more actual money. <clears throat> Right. Yes, it is more actual money. Um, but uh, uh, what's interesting about it is, is uh, in China, you kind of have to have a traditional Chinese medicine degree to be a fart sniffer. I mean, it it serves a medicinal purpose. Um, you know, in uh, in the U.S., you just have to have a good sense of smell mm-hmm. and the ability. I, I neglected to write in the copy about how they also have to write up a report on whether. You know how how it worked out. There's there's lots of nuance to I'm this sure sniffing game. Yeah. But personally, you could not pay me enough money to spend an entire day sniffing someone's people's strange people's armpits. Yeah, but we got a lot of guests, and there's a lot we of do. different people yeah. out there, and someone out there. If, this is their bag. If that's your thing, I mean, certainly for all the guys that I have seen advertise for it on uh, uh, various Craigslist connection moments uh-huh. that would do it you know for free all they want to do is sniff someone's armpits um why not get paid for it yeah why not make a career out of it it seems like a a, a good idea and uh you know chances are well i know you're out there because i've seen the the uh requests 
uh, 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 hopefully your listeners. Um, and if you are, this is this is your next move. That's right. Um, Smell some pits, guys. Yeah, money pits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Very thank good. You. <laughs> um, Noel. Yes. You got Josh. anything else for pets? I do. Uh oh, is this the big one? Uh, well, yeah. It, this is a, this is a good one. Okay. So I'm sure you're aware of <clears throat> Dr. J. S. Van Cleve. No, no idea who. Oh, J. S. Okay. Van Cleve. okay. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <I think>, what? <laughs> <laughs> he he works for I'm sure you know uh, Zurich Alpine Group uh, Z A G. Nope, never heard of it. Oh, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are the world's first downloadable medicine, and what they do is they uh, they have two different brands, Quantum Man. And Quantum Vet, uh, and their website. If you want to go take a look at it, it you know I don't see why you wouldn't. Is QuantumManSite.com because I guess QuantumMan.com was taken. Uh, <laughs> and and what they do is they offer downloadable vaccines, antibiotics, cold, flu cures, malaria cures, kidney disease. Uh, you you can get chiropractic services that you download over your computer, uh, massages. So you better watch out, Josh. You're being uh, you're being roboticized out of the world. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Weight loss, sexual disorders. You can download uh, cures for that. Pain management, meth addiction. You can download a cure. Uh, and they also have stuff where you can make money. But they uh, and they have a vet, uh, veterinarian services that are downloadable. Um, and so what this is, is a um, quantum computing company in Switzerland that claims that, uh, do you know much about quantum computing? Nope, I know nothing about quantum computing. Okay, so it's a, it's a new thing that is very early on in its, in its <clears throat> development, mm-hmm. but they claim they're 2,000 years uh, ahead because they have gotten their hands on some alien technology. Um, of course they and, have. Uh, so with quantum computing, uh, you actually are teleporting electrons within a circuit. Okay. Right? So uh, it cuts down on the time, even that it takes that electricity to travel along a transistor or a wire. Okay. Because it's instantly uh, at the other place. Okay. So uh, these guys are way ahead of the game, though. As I said, 2,000 years ahead of the game. (laughs) And uh, they have uh, a site where you can purchase portal access keys. And when you do, uh, you download your portal access keys, Uh and you open them, and a window opens your computer that flashes lights and colors that create a basically a tunnel between your mind and the quantum computer stored in Switzerland and allows them to quantumly diagnose and treat ailments. (laughs) Quantumly. Yeah. Uh, Uh And they they say that quantum physics teaches that all drugs, chemicals, and even food is broken down to data before the cells at the subatomic level can utilize them. (laughs) So they're saying your body is breaking... All the all the medicines you might take and uh-huh. food into data, uh-huh. <laughs> and they have figured out how to convert uh, the chemicals to pure data, 
and then transfer that data from its quantum computer and upload it into you or your pet into right into their brain. Wow. Through, which they're saying a brain is also a quantum computer. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. If your body's breaking stuff down into data, it's got to be feeding into some mainframe somewhere, right? That's right. And that mainframe is right up here in Monoggin. Yeah, uh, that's right. And then right from there, straight to the Zurich Alpine Group. Um, <laughs> so uh, with the veterinarian service in particular, uh-huh. uh, they their radical new technology turns your smartphone, desktop, laptop, or tablet basically into a Star Trek tricorder. Wow. That not only rapidly diagnoses your pet's medical problems, but rapidly administers the appropriate treatment consistent, consisting of pure data. So they, it's amazing that their technology, their personal technology is 2,000 years more advanced 2000. than any other technology yeah, the on the technology. planet. technology. <laughs> but they can use your almost verging on a, 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 a Bronze Age cell phone. Oh, it's like a piece of, yeah, a piece of rock, to use the, it, can still, you, it can still handle all of that, uh, that space-age technology. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, I guess alien technology is backwards compatible. I hope um, this is affordable because I really want to do it. Uh, you know what? It, it is. Uh, <sighs> so um, they have, uh, uh, you know what? Some of these prices didn't come through on here. But um, the dosages were, uh, you would buy them in packs, right? Uh-huh. And um, So the key, so let me just get this straight. The key in everything is free. You're just paying for the actual treatment. Uh, well, yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. Well, no, no, you're, you're paying for these, for these keys, which are the portals straight into your brain. Right. For them to diagnose and treat. Right. Yeah, but you're saying a dose, so a dose seems like a dose of a treatment. Well, a dose of treatment, yes. Right. Okay. Um, so uh, you know, for some reason, the prices have been wiped out of my wow. tablet here. That's that space age. They don't want space people, age. They don't want. But you. I, but I do remember. Oh. Uh, if you bought one dose, or no, no, I think the smallest you could buy was a pack of three doses, mm-hmm. and I want to say that was, uh. Twelve dollars or something like that. Really? Yeah, it wasn't a super expensive, uh, and you could the most expensive thing they had was a pack of thirty doses uh-huh. for a hundred dollars. That's nothing. Well, uh, it, it it is a little bit more than it sounds like oh, because okay. it's not as simple as you take a dose and you're good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The dosage <clears throat> depends on the type of animal. A dose itself lasts five days. Oh, that's and it. you need to redose every five days for a minimum of thirty days for any sickness. Oh. Um, and they also do add, if your pet's condition severe, don't hesitate to double or triple the recommended dosage. Of course. So uh, for a cat, uh, the minimum dosage you should give is 12 doses. So that's uh, 12 doses every five days for 30 days. Um, and a dog, the minimum dose you would give them is 18 doses. Uh, and that's a small dog. You know, mm-hmm. a big dog, you might want to really up that. Mm-hmm. And if you're very concerned, you might want to triple that. Wow. Uh, so it, it does add up a little bit. It's still a lot cheaper than our broken medical system. Thanks, Obama. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, 
So, yeah, so you, so you can download these cures by opening a, a portal to a quantum computer straight into your pet's mind. That's incredible. It is. It's incredible. Um, and if you have problems with paying, they have a, a portal that you can open to help you open your mind to making more money. So for just $50, wow, they'll allow you to get all the money you need for the rest of your treatment. And they also have uh, two of their products in particular uh-huh. uh, that you can get financial assistance for. You can, you can get for free. Uh-huh. Uh, for uh, They have quantum food, so uh-huh. they will portal food right into your mind. Right, food data. Food data. That's right. what it gotcha. is. It's data. Yeah, yeah. Once you break it down. And, uh, and supercillin, which is their version of penicillin. But it's more. It's super. It's supercillin. Um and because of humanitarian reasons, uh, you can fill out a form if you have financial need, uh-huh. or if you are a, a, an aid institution, and they will give you this for free. All you need to give them is all your data. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Do you know the website Ars Technica? Nope. Okay. They are a techni- uh, technology website. Uh-huh. Uh, they did a story on them, and I read it, and these guys have like... Booths in you know the CES Computer and Electronics Show, uh huh, giant like conference for technology. Yeah, they have booths in it. They have booths in all these different uh, animal conferences and like horse health conferences. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So they really are trying to get out there. So they they, they actually believe this. Uh, someone does, or they, someone thinks that they, we will. <laughs> <laughs> and they were <clears throat> tweeting. Mm-hmm. Bill Gates looking for help in distribution. So usually, you know, in my schemes, I'll cobble together this fact and this fact and this fact and say you put them all together and this is what you get. Right. I'm not doing that for this one. These guys have such a solid gold product and they are looking for distribution. <laughs> Go out now. Take all your money. Uh-huh. Invest. Invest. Invest in Quantum Man, Quantum Vet in particular because this is a pet uh-huh. show that we're doing today. Uh-huh. Um, and just watch the riches come back to you. That's amazing. And the best part about it is when you buy the stuff, I mean... So what if they have your credit card information? Yeah. I'm sure they won't use it for anything else. I'm sure it's perfectly safe, safe at Quantum Man, Quantum Vet. Yeah. It's just data. It's just data, <laughs> which they could get from you if they wanted at any time. They could. They could That's open amazing. a portal. I really, I really want to uh, do this. I wonder if we can write it off. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? It, it wasn't expensive. Uh, and on that I don't Ars care. Technica I still want to know if we can write article. it off. They had uh, a video of it because this person did do it for their pet. Their their cat was sick, uh-huh. uh, had had a little bit of the throw ups, and so they bought some of of these the the what do you call them the packs? Uh huh. The doses. Yeah, and uh, they were told to keep their cat well rested and hydrated, uh-huh. and um. They downloaded them, opened them. The cat didn't even have to be looking at the screen. Didn't really? have to be in the That's room. That's amazing. Oh, didn't even have to be in the room. <laughs> didn't have to be in the room. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, data just flows to the yeah, air. Uh, the, the, the author did say that, I don't know if they've got like 
you know, noise on their line or something uh-huh. like that. Bad data connection because a few days later their Dial cat up. was still pukey. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I blame uh, you know at that point you got to blame Time Warner. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta blame the cable company. That's right. So people, I implore you, sell everything you have. Oh, oh take yeah. out loans. Oh yeah. Get go to a loan shark <clears throat> for sure and get your money. Send it to Switzerland. Invest, invest, invest. Save the world and give us ten percent. <laughs> I don't know. Do we get? I mean, I, we certainly deserve some money for just letting the world know about it. Yeah. Um. You know. <clears throat> but uh, th- that's more like an investment tip. Yeah, we're a broker. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll go with that. Right. And so we get ten percent as a broker. Yeah. Nice one. I like that. <laughs> that's that's flipping crazy. Yep. That's flipping crazy. Yep. All roads lead to ten percent. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Um, you know, I took a little more sort of straightforward look at this. Oh, okay. Thinking All about, right. you know, how do people make money off of their their pets? Well, you know, as we've discussed on several occasions on this program, yep. the human YouTube stars. Oh, they love them. Social media stars. Big. Well, you know what? As I can attest for with Herschel underscore the underscore Doxador on Instagram, <laughs> uh, there's big money in social media. Oh, with sure. Pets. Yeah. I mean, we all know Grumpy Cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, Boo the Pomeranian, who is the most popular pet in the world mm-hmm. right now, with over 17 million followers. Wow. On uh, on on Facebook, uh, plushies, books. Uh, an upcoming, I believe, he's got a uh, a deal with Virgin America Incorporated to be its official pet liaison. Um, <clears throat> uh, there is uh, uh, plenty of other animals that we've all seen mm-hmm. throughout throughout the thing. And so I said, well, how do, how does this happen? How do these animals uh, become viral sensations? And I was looking, and uh, basically. They spoke to a woman who's an animal advocate and author named Wendy Diamond. This is Money Magazine. I, I read this in. It says, the biggest influencers are those who have a following and a personality. And she's quote, her quote is, your dog either has to have a deformity or a disability or a well-connected parent. All right. And I said, well-connected parent. Uh-huh. And I looked in Boo the Pomeranian, her parent, or his parent. I don't know if Boo is male or female. Uh is an executive at Facebook. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> if you look at many of the other animals that are super popular uh-huh. on the interweb right now that have hundreds of thousands of followers and up, they tend to have some kind of deformity. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a Chawini, which okay. is a Chihuahua and Dachshund mix named Tuna, okay. who has this insane overbite where like it almost looks like the lower part of his jaw is missing and it's just a top mark comes over and it's just his teeth showing all the time has uh 1.6 million dollars 1.6 million followers on instagram wow has his second book coming out <laughs> um <clears throat> uh there is uh the fat jewish uh-huh has a dog named toast you mean who, the fat Jew, the guy who got in all the trouble for stealing yeah, jokes? Who, who had all the trouble. Okay. His dog has over 200,000 followers. Mm-hmm. You know, as a disclaimer, I'd like to come <clears throat> out right now and just say, we steal everything. 
Oh yeah, we don't. I mean, what does that mean? We, we, yeah, of course we do. So we do. Try we to tend to give us. some credit. Yeah. We tend to give some. We credit. give credit where credit's we give, due. We give. We we at least like just check it. Yeah. You know, like I say, Money Magazine. Yeah. You you know, um, you mention the website. Ours Technica. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So we we you know, but yeah, we don't have an actual original idea. I no. don't think. Um, uh, so he's got a dog. <clears throat> So he's got a dog named Toast, which has over two hundred fifty thousand followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a rescue. It is missing all of its oh, teeth. Oh, so he even stole that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's missing all of its teeth, and its tongue just hangs out all the time. All right, very popular. All these dogs and cats. Grumpy Cat is a cat with a condition. Uh-huh. That grumpy look is a is a medical condition. That makes it look grumpy. Grumpy uh-huh. Cat, who earned apparently over ten million dollars last year. Wow. Um. And so then I thought, well, damn, I thought it was all about how cute they are, but it's got nothing to do with how cute they are. It's how goofy and disabled they are. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, well, it would be a terrible thing to get an animal and then harm the animal. Yeah, you don't want to maim animals. We're not pro-maim, guys. Nope, nope, nope. And I don't think that's what you should do. That's Mm -hmm. just cruel and inhuman. Love your animal. Yeah, love your animal. That's very sort of 1920s freak show kind of stuff. And I thought, well, I adopted my dog. Mm -hmm. Many of these dogs are adopted. They're rescues. Mm -hmm. What if there's a place that adopts out disabled dogs? So I did a quick search. Boy, oh boy, there are tons of them. Yeah. There are tons of them. And, uh, you know, one that I looked at was Pets with Disabilities Rescue. Mm -hmm. And there were blind dogs. Okay. That had their eyes actually sort of like fused shut. Okay. There are uh, uh, dogs in wheelchairs, you know, that have the rollers on them. There is another place called uh, uh, Rolling Hills Farms. That's all just dogs with 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 <laughs> with wheels, and they actually manufacture. You can actually buy uh, from them if you have a, a disabled dog, a dog who has you know a three legged dog or a two legged dog or a dog with paralysis you they will they will custom make you mm-hmm. uh uh wheels for your dog it, it seems like it would be a little more humane if they built themselves somewhere without hills <laughs> <laughs> you'd think yeah, yeah. there's this flat land farms yeah. for your disabled rolling dog rolling meadow uh, <laughs> um and and th- but then i saw dogs and i never with prosthetics okay with little like blades yeah. like like the Pistorius guy the runner had uh-huh. on their little paws little tiny pomeranian dogs and stuff and i was like it was the cutest thing i'd ever seen in my entire life <laughs> and so i would suggest it it works this is a great thing to do yeah is to go out and adopt a disabled dog yeah and then turn them into an Instagram star. Sure, you're doing, you're making money and doing good at the same time. Yeah. So we don't want dogs with kidney disorders. We want nope. dogs with visible, yep, disabilities that shows that can show the uh, the triumph of the canine spirit. Exactly, the triumph of the canine spirit and the humans they inspire. Yeah, that's what it's all about. That's beautiful and a lot of money in it. Yeah, the real beauty of it. There's a lot of money in it. There was a guy who took his old dying dog on a bucket list trip, mm-hmm. started it on Instagram. He was a DJ here in New York. His dog, like at this point, the dog has to be pushed around in like a wheelbarrow kind of thing. He has like a special cart for it. Mm-hmm. It's got to be 16, 17 years old, big dog. He took it on a bucket list trip. Over the course of the trip, trip like traveling around America, this Instagram feed garnered hundreds of thousands of followers. Yeah. Um, and... 
everyone was kind of assuming the dog was going to die at the end of the trip. Like this was its final. The dog's still alive. Yeah, like sure. a year and a half later, yeah. just but doing doing uh, going to functions, mm-hmm. doing uh, 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 shows, not shows per se, but but as a spokesperson, sure. spokes dog, and just getting pulled around in his fancy little cart all over the place. And this guy is, you know, both doing tons of charity work with it making lots of money for charity, and making lots of money for himself. Yeah. You know how you know you've made it as a celebrity dog is when uh, costumes of you start showing up at furry conventions. Like, I'm <laughs> sure there's a grumpy cat creep at a yep. creep, you know, a furry convention right now somewhere. Uh-huh. Uh, probably. Yep. And, uh, you know, if you have a lot of money... You're going to have to do something with that money. That's right. You don't want it sitting in your pocket. You nope. break your pockets, guys. Uh-huh. Uh, especially and if you've got a furry outfit on of Grumpy Cat. You don't even have pockets. So you need to do something with that money. Uh, and so if you have made all your money and you just haven't quite sent us our 10% yet, or uh, if you are sitting on the couch and need a little inspiration to get off that couch and make that money, uh, take it away, Josh. Saudi Prince Al-Walid is an avid automobile collector. For the 38th piece in his collection, he decided to get something special. He bought a diamond-encrusted Mercedes-Benz. Amongst other jewels, the car is decorated with Swarovski crystals. The body, the tailpipe, the wheel rims, the logo, and even the door handles are covered in diamonds, making this one of the world's most expensive cars, and certainly the most luxurious one. The Prince paid $48 million for his prized possession. Reportedly, he is actually earning money off of it, as he allegedly charges $1,000 for letting a person come close to the car and touch it. So that was a, uh, a combination, spend that money and get rich quick tip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I like most about that uh-huh. is that guy's voice in every statement he said, kind of ended in a growl. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing is, I, I keep thinking every time I use that that uh, that guy, uh-huh. I keep thinking it's not actually a guy. I feel like it is some uh, kind of robo robo thing. Yeah. It's got such a weird cadence to it, but it doesn't sound like any of the other. There are plenty of those that are. It's actually like those those Taiwanese robo voice things. Yeah. Or, just on that furry note, though, I don't know if you read this, but in your great country of Canada, of Canada, yeah. Uh, they have, with the new government there, the new liberal government there, they have just accepted a load of, of Syrian refugees yeah. to the shores of Vancouver. Yeah, I've seen And uh, they put them up in a hotel uh, for the first night that they got there. And in that hotel was a furry convention going yeah. on. Welcome to Canada, guys. Welcome to Canada. <laughs> Welcome to the West, people. <laughs> Furries. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. And everything I saw about it was all like, you know, roses and petals, and the kids were so happy yeah. because, you know, the furries were being really sweet to them. They were all yeah. dressed up in these huge furry costumes. My whole knowledge about furries is, though, is that their whole thing, it's like a big orgy. Well, yeah, there's somewhere on that suit, there's a Velcro flap. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there are people two. having sex dressed as like, you know, Jessica Rabbit and Roger Rabbit and yeah. stuff like that. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I would be remiss if I did not mention at this point that, uh, you know, we're going to get a lot and a lot of money just from this show from yeah. you guys and our yeah. 10%. But uh, you know who's not going to get a lot of money is Radio Free Brooklyn, our mothership. They are... Listener supported, not advertiser supported. So 
If you want to help keep the lights on and the servers humming for them, you can go to Patreon and look up Radio Free Brooklyn. If you want, you can make a one-time donation. You can have a reoccurring donation. You can have a buck a month for a year. That's like buying them a beer. Uh, so we encourage you to do that if you want to contact us to give us the 10% that you know you got coming to us. Um, or if you just want to say hi, give us some ideas for tips to judge our schemes by, some ideas for shows, or just say hi. You can reach us on Twitter at GRQ Josh Knoll. Uh, uh, via email at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Knoll. You can also go on iTunes and you can subscribe to us. You can rate us. You can review us. You can rent out a billboard and put a big picture of us out on there if you want. Yep. And uh, as always, we end the show with uh, uh, our rules of getting rich. That's right. So. Josh calls the internet the font of all knowledge for rules for getting rich that we will judge our schemes by because you don't want to take our word that this is gold. You want an expert to tell us. So who is our expert this week? Our expert this week is an article from Nerd Wallet written by Kevin Voigt. I don't know how to, V-O-I-G-T, wouldn't know how to spell that. I don't know. Eight Habits of Self-Made Millionaires. We don't have a lot of time, so we're just going to uh, uh, do two of them. Okay. Uh, one, have a goal. Got it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get rich. Goal is get rich. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, number two, hang out with millionaires. Uh, you will be once you're rich. Yeah, and quantumly, we're kind of all hanging out together at the same time. <laughs> I think right. we, got, we got time for one more rule. One more? Yeah, because two, we need we needed a best out of three. Okay. Uh, let the Jews handle your money. Oh, that's not on <laughs> no. this list. No, <laughs> okay. How about uh, work for yourself? Yeah. I mean, that's what we pitch all the time. That's right, because you got a little buddy next to you, yep. your little pet buddy. I got to say that uh, as I've gone through all these rules over mm -hmm. time, they're all kind of basically saying the same thing. That's right. More and more, you're starting to see patterns. Yeah. Patterns in these rules. If you didn't realize it after the first one, you should have realized it after the 38th <laughs> or 39th now. Anyway, uh, once again, for uh, Josh. And Noel. And... Uh, Herschel underscore the underscore Doxador. Don't spend all that knowledge one place.